Amen. Thank you very much for that. All right, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 1 this morning. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, and we'll just look at the first two verses, and um, we'll, if you don't mind, jump around a few places um, this morning. Proverbs chapter 1, and verse 1 says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. The title of the message this morning is um, Finding Wisdom for the New Year. And I know we're already a few, about a week and a half in the new year. And, uh, but anyways, uh, if you remember um, last time I spoke a few weeks ago, um, I, I spoke on the Christian's goal for the new year. And I encouraged you to not really think of it necessarily as a day, but begin now. Uh, that's that's uh, what the Christian's called to do. When, when the Lord pricks your heart on something, um, do it now. Don't wait another day. And uh, um, get things right with Him. Uh, grow in Him, uh, um, even today as you walk out those doors. Uh, but the goal that I presented um, last time I spoke was, the, uh, the goal was to live godly, to be more Christ-like uh, in the new year. And one of the ways mentioned that we can do to achieve that goal is to delight more in his word, in his commandments. Uh, to have a delight in the Bible. Uh, to be in it day and night, to meditate on it as you read it, and just allow God's word as you study it each and every day to allow it to grow you um, through that special time with him. So this morning I want to focus a little more on the importance of making God's Word a crucial part in your life as we enter this new year, this new season of life for some maybe, and really just another day. And I hope that you as a Christian realize that God's Word is life-changing. I pray that that is your thought about God's Word today, that it's a special book to you, that it is life-changing, that it is powerful. It's not just an ordinary book, it's a living book. It's God's Word. And uh, what a special book it is that you hold in your hands this morning. And um, so uh, I want to preach on a little bit of that today, uh, just encouraging you things found in God's Word. I've been preaching to our teens through the book of James. I know Pastor Henry has uh, spoken in times past, uh, a study on Wednesday nights, I believe, through the book of James. And I'm not going to park into it too much. Uh, but I would like to um, uh, turn to a few verses. So if you wouldn't mind, please keep your uh, mark here in Proverbs chapter 1. We'll be here in just a few moments. But if you wouldn't mind turning to James chapter 1 as well. And um, kind of keep a finger in both sections, if you wouldn't mind, this morning. Uh, the book of James is very applicable to us as we strive to live the Christian life. Uh, there's many things that are just full in there. Uh, from uh, how we face uh, difficulties of temptations and battles, uh, the Christian life. Uh, uh, James gives us some really good points on that. Uh, but also he focuses on uh, how, uh, how, the, how important the Bible is to us as a Christian as well, and, uh, and many other things too. He mentions that, James mentions that the Bible is a gift from God. Isn't it a great gift? A uh, gift from God is such a special book that we have. He mentions again that this, his book is life-changing. It has the power to change your life for the better. 
And then he also uh, talks about that it's a living book. And uh, I just want to kind of, at the beginning here, just show you just how special this book is. And I hope you already know that, but um, if you maybe didn't consider that uh, a couple things this morning, uh, maybe you will uh, during this point. So as I said, keep your finger in Proverbs 1 and turn to James chapter 1. And let's look at a couple verses here. First notice James chapter 1 and verse 21. Uh, James chapter 1 and verse 21. Really, I just want to focus on one little section here. Uh, I'll read the whole verse. It says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Uh, it says there the engrafted word. Not a, not a word that we would use too often there. And uh, what that word means, it means that uh, God's word is something that is sown. It's something that is planted. something that's taken root. And James is telling us here that God's word is not a dead book. God's word is a living book. and has the power to take root if you allow it in your heart, and it can grow in your life and uh, can really help you out in, uh, in times of struggle. We would be very familiar with the parable of Matthew chapter 13, the, the parable of the sower, and where it illustrates the importance of planting the seed of God's word in the correct ground. Uh, and not, not planting it in the thorny ground, uh, but planting it in that soft ground. It can grow. It can have an impact in your life. The point is, is that God's Word can have a huge impact in your life if you allow it to, if you allow it to grow and, uh, in your life, if you treat it as you ought to, if you plant it in, in, in the depths of your heart, you allow it to take root, and you allow it to grow in your life. And uh, as we look through um, this section of Proverbs chapter 1, there's one key word that sticks out to me, and that is wisdom. I already gave you the title, Finding Wisdom for this new year. And we want to look at that source of wisdom. I can kind of already tell you, as I've already led up to it, our source of wisdom is found in God and in His Word. We want to look at that. So back in our text, uh, Proverbs chapter 1, again, keep your finger there in James chapter 1 if possible. We're going to flip back there in just a, just a few moments. But Proverbs chapter 1 uh, uses the word Proverbs. And um, Proverbs is a, is a word that um, we, we maybe don't use too often. We would kind of know uh, uh, what that means, but it also talks about wisdom. And wisdom, doesn't wisdom have a broad range of meaning today? Uh, we can talk about wisdom in many different areas, but really it has a broad range of meaning. So uh, before we look at what type of wisdom is found here, let's define what that word Proverbs means in verse 1. It says, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. And, uh, you know, we would uh, say that many countries have Proverbs, right? And uh, Proverbs, if we were to define it, we would say it's kind of like a bit of wisdom from a certain culture. Uh, there are many different Proverbs uh, that you could find. Do a Google search. Some of them are kind of interesting. Uh, but uh, th there's many English Proverbs that we would be familiar with. Just to name a few, uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, right? Uh, that's a classic. Uh, it's better to be safe than sorry. Uh, better late than never. Uh, this one I thought was funny. I had to add it. But the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Oh, yeah. And uh, when in Rome, do as the Romans. 
Those are English proverbs, and it's just a bit of wisdom from our culture that's presented. Now, the word wisdom, uh, the, sorry, the word proverbs found in verse 1 when translated in Hebrew means to rule, to rule. So these proverbs are words and sayings that are supposed to rule and govern our lives. And I want to point out here, as I've hopefully already built up to it, that this is not human wisdom that we're talking about here. This is God's Word. What you hold in your hand is a precious living Word, the Holy Bible, God's Holy Word. And so when it's talking about to rule, to govern, this isn't something from man. Yes, God used Solomon here to pen these words. But, and these are life lessons, you could say, that Solomon has learned, that this is God's Word. And we want to say that these Proverbs here are therefore um, rules for us from God. It's God's wisdom. There is nothing wrong with the countless of degrees that we may possess. There's nothing wrong with being really good at a trivial game or something like that. Just having all knowledge, maybe you're uh, like that you watch Jeopardy, you know, maybe you would be that. Yeah, I'm that type of person. I do great on that show. Nothing wrong with having the smarts, but nothing compares to the wisdom that God can give you through his word. It's only found in him. And, and we need that wisdom as Christians as we strive to live our Christian life uh, moving ahead, moving forward. So James points that the source of wisdom is found in God's word. Just to add a little bit to that, would you turn back to James chapter 1? James chapter 1. And I'll show you how James says the same thing here, that um, this wisdom is God. It's from God. And he's talking about here in his word here. In verse 5, it says, a well-known verse, James chapter 1, in verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God. Let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. So, hey, that's us. Don't we lack wisdom sometimes? Don't we lack wisdom as we go through our day at, at, at times, especially living the Christian life as we ought to can get difficult. Uh, the road can be tough ahead, and we need wisdom from God. If any of you lack wisdom, I would say that we all at certain times lack wisdom, and we need God's word. We need the source of wisdom found in him. So we need help. We need, uh, there's moments in time where we need help and we need that wisdom. So what are we going to do? We're going to ask God. James tells us to ask God. And yes, we see kind of the way that we're supposed to seek for after that wisdom, ask. But notice that we're not asking somebody else. We're not asking our friend. We're not asking our family member. We're asking God. He is the source of wisdom. James points that out here for us. And let us receive that wisdom from him and his word. Who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. To give liberally means God gives generously. God gives his, his wisdom to us generously. And abradeth not. If you ask and truly mean it, God's not going to withhold that wisdom from you. He will give that to you. Uh, for that task, or that trial, that difficulty that you have ahead. So do not try to live the Christian life in this world on your own. 
you need wisdom. You need wisdom found in God's Word. You need God's wisdom to live that Christian life. Your goal this new year, hopefully, is to live more godly, to, to grow in your Christian walk with the Lord. How can you better equip yourself? By making sure that you're seeking after Him, by finding that wisdom that is only found uh, through Him in the pages of the precious Word that you hold with you this morning. So we see the source of wisdom. The source of wisdom, again, is not found in any other thing, but it's only found in God. It's found in His Word, God's Word, the living Word, the changing, uh, the, the power to change you uh, type of Word. And it's not just a regular book. It's a powerful book. So I pray that you would find your source of wisdom in Him. Number two, if you're taking notes, how do we seek after this wisdom? How do we seek after this wisdom? You turn to Proverbs chapter 2. We'll be done in James. I don't think we'll turn back there. Proverbs chapter 2. We'll just skip around to a few chapters in, in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 2 and starting in verse 1. How do we seek after this wisdom? It says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding. If thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. So we see here the, the way that we would seek to find wisdom is seeking after it, as if you're basically seeking for buried treasure. Now, I'm not a bookworm by any means. <laughs> some of you would know that. I'm not, a, I'm not a crazy reader. I know some of you guys are like, man, you always have a pile of books on hand, and you're just reading all the time. Uh, that's not me. But I do like uh, certain types of, of reading, obviously reading that would grow me spiritually. It's great. Uh, but um, I I'm really uh, have a great fascination with um, survival stories. And uh, more specifically, like survival stories with a mystery that's tied in with it. It's like, ooh, that, 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 that really gets me. And so like once I start reading, I'm like, oh, somebody died? They disappeared? Okay, let me continue on. And I like to read those type of books. I know I'm kind of weird. But uh, one story I was reading just recently, uh, not too long ago, uh, took place in what's known as Headless Valley. Headless Valley is in Nahani National Park. It's in the Northwest Territories of, of Canada there. And uh, it's a quite the interesting story. And um, in 1904, two brothers named uh, Frank and Willie McLeod took off and searched for gold in that area. It was a very popular thing to do. Uh, they would, uh, many people, especially in the West, the Upper West, would uh, go out searching for gold. After much effort uh, in this uh, pretty rugged area, uh, they, they finally struck gold in 1904 there. And it was obvious, it was documented, that it was true that they actually found gold. And it was obvious because in the outside towns, outside of that park there, if you want to call it, uh, that area, uh, these guys were spotted in town with bags of like gold nuggets, some decent-sized gold nuggets, and they were just kind of living the high life. They were uh, buying anything and everything with that gold, and um, many people had uh, witnessed uh, seeing them do that. So it was obvious that they found gold somewhere, okay? And, uh, but after a little while, they started to um, run out of that gold, 
And uh, only one year later, uh, the two brothers decide to head back into the Headless Valley there, what it's named, and uh, try to find that spot where they got the gold and replenish their um, gold bags. Well, they were never seen or heard from ever again. Great. A few years had passed, and uh, there was one other brother uh, other than uh, Frank and Willie, his name was Charles, that decided not to go with them on this uh, trip. But he was kind of growing concerned after three or four years. He's like, okay, I want some answers here. So he, he hires a team, an expedition team, and they're going inside this area. And unfortunately, they find two skeletons next to a campsite along the river. And, uh, but the interesting thing was, and this is where it gets their name, is that both of those skeletons had their heads off. There's no skull. That's why they call it Headless Valley. And uh, so over the years, uh, 1917, I think another instance in the 1960s, uh, over the years, countless of people, gold seekers, are trying to find the McLeod source of gold. They're going in and they're like, we're going to hit it rich. You know, we're going to find it. And uh, they go in and many people never come out. And as far as I know, this gold source has never been found. But oddly enough, and I know in two separate other occasions, uh, later years, one person's skeleton was found just outside of the cabin with its head off. And another situation, there was a collapsed tent and guy skeleton found in a sleeping bag with its head off. And uh, so over the years, a lot of people have risked literally their lives to try to find this lost treasure. You know, as I think about, um, as we're going through a really great series on apologetics and um, Sunday school as well, you think about uh, the disciples, the apostles, and how they were willing to risk their lives, martyrdom, for the cause of Christ. What they knew and believed to be found in God's word, they were willing to risk their lives for that. And I'm not asking you to risk your life to find wisdom today, but the verse says in Proverbs chapter 2 there, in verse 4 it says, I'll read it again, it says that thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasure. That is how we need to be seeking wisdom today. You just don't need to expect wisdom to just come on in and uh, fill us up, you know, in time of need. No, we got to have an effort. We need to seek after it really hard as if we're searching for treasure, uh, as if we're willing to risk our lives to find this precious wisdom that's found uh, in God's Word. These verses here show me two things. Number one, under Roman numeral two, if you want to put it that way, is that there, uh, there needs to have some initiative that needs to take place. Initiative needs to take place. Uh, God's wisdom is not going to find you. You need to find it. You need to, you need to do your part. You need to seek God really hard after that wisdom, as if you're searching for treasure. That's going to take some work. That's going to take some seeking. That's going to take some initiative. Many people, as I said, after the McLeod brothers were willing to risk their lives uh, to find this treasure, I wonder, are you willing to do the same thing to find your source of treasure that's found in God's Word? Are you willing to seek after it diligently? Every time you open God's Word and you seek God's wisdom, 
do you uh, put time into it? Do you put effort into it? Do you put things aside? Do you, is that like your number one goal? I'm going to find that gold nugget of wisdom today. Some, whatever that God may have for me today, I want to find it. You know, one thing that's unique about hunters that find treasure, there's no guarantee that they're going to find that treasure, right? Probably, especially if they die. But when you open up God's word and you are determined to find treasure, 100%, you will find it. You will find that treasure that's found in God's word. There's a guaranteed find if you are willing to put in that effort. Number two under there, we see just how precious this wisdom is. It talks about it as silver, as for hid treasure. I mean, we got to think that this is something that's valuable. This is precious wisdom that we're talking about here. So we may think that this seeking wisdom uh, is, you know, not really too much, but no, if they're putting it along the same lines as you searching for it, like you're searching for silver and hid treasure, then it must be, it must be very valuable. Uh, God's wisdom is a precious thing. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 15 tells us, there is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. The first part there, there is gold and a multitude of rubies. That's talking about the treasures of this world. Not going to last. Then that last part says, but the lips of knowledge are precious jewels. The wise speech of that upright man that's found that wisdom within God's word, now that is valuable. That is precious. That's a precious jewel, a precious treasure that's found. Our source of wisdom is found in God and in his word. How we seek after this wisdom, we need to seek after it with all of our might. We need to seek after it as if we are searching for lost treasure. And number three, I always like to add these things in here, but what are some benefits of godly wisdom? What are some benefits that you can take with you as you strive to gain that godly wisdom found in his word? What are some benefits? Obviously, the list is innumerable, <laughs> uh, thousands, millions of benefits, uh, blessings each and every day. Uh, but let me really quick give you just two that stuck out to me that I really think are uh, relational to the times that we are living in um, today. Number one is peace. What's a, a really good benefit that you will have when you seek God's wisdom and you get it? That is peace. Would you turn to Proverbs chapter 3? Probably already there. Proverbs chapter 3. And verses 1 and 2, Proverbs chapter 3 and verses 1 and 2, it says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Psalms 119, 165 says, Great peace have they that love thy law. Isaiah 26 and verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. We look out at our country and even our world today, and we would say, no peace. Where is the peace? And I'm sure many of us uh, have experienced times of unsettledness in our lives, especially in the last couple years uh, with things. And um, But you, you look and you got to be, realizing that there is just no peace in our world today. Um, if you were to read the news, I suggest that you don't, but if you did, like I do, uh, then uh, you would realize that. 
there's a lot of unsettledness. And unfortunately, people uh, search for peace in the wrong areas, alcohol, drugs, immorality, wealth, and so on and so forth. And you're not going to find peace in those things. You must find peace only in God, only from God's wisdom, only found within his word. As we enter a new year, and boy, it just seems like one thing after another, and things just get very difficult, and uh, you know, you just kind of maybe have a little bit of anxiety or a little freaked out about what's happening, and I'll tell you, that's not peace. But peace can be found. You can have a peaceful life as you tread this unknown life, Christian life that you have, when you focus on God's Word, when you focus on the wisdom from His Word and you can have peace. When you love his law, his word, and you're in it, when you um, look to God and you trust in him, that's where true peace comes from. I tell you, that's a great benefit to have in these days, benefit of peace. What's another benefit of godly wisdom as we seek after that? And that is discretion, discretion. If you turn to Proverbs chapter 5, Proverbs chapter 5 and verses 1, and two, Proverbs chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, says, My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. Discretion is the ability to sort out between truth and error. And we need discretion today in our Christian lives as well. Wouldn't you say that we need discretion as we move forward into this unknown year? I think we do. Satan is the ultimate deceiver, the Bible says. And he no doubt is using these times that we are living in to not just confuse the world, but more specifically to confuse us as Christians. He is confusing us with many different things, and we need wisdom. We need discretion, and we can find that in, found in God's Word there. I love this verse, and I hope you do too. I hope you hold it near and dear to your heart. It's very simple, very easy to memorize. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What does that tell us? God's word is our guide. God's word is our compass. Uh, it is the light that is shed on the dark path ahead. And we need it. We need the wisdom that's found in it so we can have the discretion to know what's right and what's wrong in these days as we go ahead. Trust me, if you seek after that wisdom like you would lost treasure, you will have that discretion. You will have that peace as you move forward in these days ahead. The conclusion is I hope your goal is to live, um, to ever grow in your Christian life. I talked about a few weeks ago, I hope that's your goal. I hope you wouldn't allow the things of the, the chaos of this world to cause you to kind of take a, take a step to the side. Um, take it easy for a year. Now, I think more than ever, we need Christians to jump on board, to, to get pumped up about living their Christian life, because certainly we need it. We need to live more godly in the, in, as we move forward. Uh, we need to not take a step back. And I pray as well that as you have that goal in mind, that your goal would be to find your source of that growth found in his word that he gives us so freely. Aren't you blessed? Aren't we blessed to live in the USA where we can have God's word um, 
many copies, some of us, and uh, I feel so bad for the ones that aren't able to have it. But, boy, what a precious book it is, our source of wisdom. God speaks to us through his word. It's a living book. I hope your goal is to, is to grow in that wisdom. And I hope that you seek after it, that you seek after it with all your might, that you are a person that's out there seeking after lost treasure, and you're going to find it if you have that mentality. And don't forget the benefits. Don't forget the benefits that I mentioned. Maybe a benefit comes to your mind, godly wisdom, but don't forget the peace that comes with you uh, having that wisdom that God gives and the discretion that you can have as well as you tread this dark world as a Christian for the glory of God. Um, And may your goal be to love his word more, be more closer to him, to be diligent in his word, and to find that wisdom that's found with it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this time, Lord. I'm so thankful for uh, the things that you have spoken to my heart about this morning. And uh, Lord, I do pray that as we uh, have an invitation here in just a few moments...